Welcome back to another edition of Coffee Shop Conversations. You are with Bob and Frank. I'm Frank. That's Bob. You can't see us, but we're here. Hi, Bob. And tonight what we're talking about is, we're gonna, it's more of a thought experiment than anything else, is some of the significance behind the Cain and Abel story. Um, it's, Bob had asked me for a question. I gave him one. <clears throat> Not so much in the form of a question as a, as a sort of a general topic. And that is a couple of things. What was the difference between Cain's sacrifice and Abel's that caused the conflict? And second, how did Cain and Abel know to give a sacrifice at all? In other words, the law wasn't given, so what what were they responding to? What what was that all about? And then what was the difference? Why did God not accept Cain's, but he would accept Abel's? If I got that, yeah, that's right. And I, I think we just take it from there. Bob, what do you think? Well, a couple things as I thought about it. I purposely didn't go look any of the great thinkers of the faith. But uh, just, you know, what does the scripture say and what can we reasonably intuit from them? You know, um, you know the first thing, my first observation is that Adam and Eve have, for lack of a better term, face-to-face conversation with God after the fall. Okay? Yeah. Uh, it is reasonable to say that his, their first-generation offspring had that option, too. Uh, secondly, or thirdly, I guess you could say, um, maybe God told them that they were supposed to do a sacrifice. And I did hear years ago some of the God clothed Adam and Eve by killing animals, making a sacrifice, so to speak, not in the ceremonial sense, but, uh, you know, in Hebrews it tells us without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness of sin. It's um, Hebrews 10 and 11 both talk along that theme. Uh, so, there was an object lesson to Adam and Eve that sin usually results in the death of something. And uh, only later in the law, as you pointed out, was that given and more formalized. So it's reasonable to say that uh, Abel and Cain had some conversations with God and they were told about making a sacrifice Oh, why do we have to do that, Lord? Well, mom and dad messed up. Uh, they sin, and every sin requires a sacrifice, and here's what it's going to be. Mm. Okay? So that's kind of reasonable. The next thing that I jump to is, gee, vegetables don't have any blood. Vegetables mm. come out of the ground. Uh, you plant them and they grow and there's no death involved, really, of a, of a sentient being. Okay, animals are not sentient in the same way that humans are. But there's right. awareness, there's a life force there. And, and there was no object lesson in the sacrifice of vegetables 
Now, granted, later in the Old Testament, you do have things like grain offerings and stuff like that. And But at this point, uh, I would surmise that Cain and Abel both knew that uh, from God's own mouth, however he communicated to them, that there was a sacrifice needed and required of them. Abel chose, okay, uh, that makes sense, I'll go do that. And Cain says, no, 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 I'm I'm growing corn and beans and tomatoes or whatever. I'll bring what I have. And was that a fruit of his labor? Yeah, maybe. But it wasn't what he was told to bring. And so I think that's what the the issue there is, is that... uh, he knew what he needed to do and refused to do it. He wanted to do it his own way. And isn't that the nature of humans sometimes? You know, quite Frank Sinatra. Isn't it though? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Frank Sinatra. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, in, in Hebrews 10, it says, except for the, uh, and even with that, it says it's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to really take the way sin. But, the blood of bulls and goats are what the literature term is uh, uh, foreshadowing the blood of the Lamb of God. So it's reminding the person who brings the sacrifice that his sin really does deserve death. And an animal is symbolic of his understanding, but it's really looking forward to the coming of the Messiah and the blood of the Lamb. So uh, that's where I'm, I'm coming from on it. The other interesting piece of this, Cain has a conversation with God after the failed sacrifice. And he brings up, oh, whoever sees me will kill me. And God directly talks to him and pr- makes a provision for Cain to preserve his life. So, you know, in those early eras, years, however long it took, speaking to God directly apparently was not an unusual thing. Cain had a legitimate concern. Gee, I'm going to be killed by whoever finds me. And God says, no, no, I'll provide for you. So even in Cain's disobedience, uh, God makes a provision for him that he would not have the death penalty invoked right then. Now, did Cain learn his lesson? Never really tells us, I don't think. Uh, and beyond that, we begin to get into some real speculation of who are the descendants of Cain and, and all that sort of thing. And I think that's really beyond the, the, the scope of the question here. I think the other thing that I've used, and I've heard it different times, it's not original with me, Cain said, you know, God says to Cain, where's, where's your brother Abel? And Cain says, am I my brother's keeper? The implied answer is no. But the comeback to that is, well, that's true. But you are your brother's brother. And with that comes certain familial obligations. And uh, God expects his family to get along. In fact, as you read further in the Old Testament, uh, the whole Jewish 
nation was supposed to treat each other like brothers, not as strangers or neighbors or even fellow citizens, but brothers, and which is a, a much higher calling. And initially, at least, Cain failed that that command, that, that implicit command, that your family, um, and you should be looking out for each other. But he didn't. You know, he was jealous rather than, you know, we could speculate. Now, this is really off the rails here, but let's say, if Cain really wanted to bring vegetables, why didn't he say to God, God, are you sure? Would you explain that to me? Why? And maybe he would have got an answer. And, but he didn't. And of course, his sacrifice was unacceptable because it wasn't what was told to do. So he was being grossly disobedient in his sacrifice. He, he was giving an outward sign of obedience, bringing a sacrifice with an inner attitude of rebellion. How's so, that for an answer? Oh, well, it's very comprehensive. Um, 